Dear songwriter, welcome to this episode. This is entitled, Three Things I Would Have Done Differently When I First Started Getting Serious About Songwriting. Going to take a little bit of a trip down memory lane here. Just want to pat myself on the back. I learned today that I posted the 50th episode of this podcast. I had not been keeping track, but I got a notification from my podcast host, Buzzsprout, and I got that email. 50 episodes have been published. That's pretty cool. I think it goes to show that consistency above all else is important. I read some stat recently where it's like a crazy percentage. I don't know exactly, so I'm not going to like make up a percentage, but a crazy percentage of podcasts never actually go past 10 episodes, which is wild. Now, my episodes are shorter and there's a bit more intention behind what I do. And I think that can be part of it. But regardless, I'm super proud. And thanks to everyone who has been here through this journey. More and more people seemingly reaching out saying that they listen to the podcast. I got an email from a former client of mine, Jesse, who just reached out being like, hey, I'm tuning in every week. And so that's really cool. And I really do appreciate that. So let's get into this episode. Here we go. Okay, three things I would have done differently when I first started getting serious about songwriting. Before I begin, have a gift for you, how to turn your chord progressions into finished songs. I will leave that in the show notes, connorfrost.com, C-O-N-N-O-R, frost, F-R-O-S-T dot com slash video training one. Okay, so check that out, video training slash video training one. I will put that in the show notes. It's a 25-minute training that walks you through doing exactly that, turning those chord progressions into finished songs so that you have that step-by-step if you feel like you are stuck with your songwriting for whatever the reason might be. It'll walk you through that process. Okay, so thing number one, (laughs) in terms of three things I would have done differently when I first started getting serious about songwriting, is that I would have hired a songwriting coach. And this was something that didn't really cross my mind, and this was 12, 13 years ago now. Didn't really cross my mind, obviously, I had heard about some of the famous songwriters and artists having songwriting coaches, and maybe that was part of it. Maybe I felt like it was only a thing for famous artists, which in hindsight was a stupid thing. I think there was also a bit of ego attached to that. I think growing up uh, when I was in college and even high school, I remember thinking like, oh, you can't learn songwriting. You can't be taught songwriting. And now that I've become a songwriting coach and now that I've finally had songwriting coaches myself, I just realized how silly that was. It's funny. I grew up taking piano lessons and trumpet lessons, and there's a lot of technical elements when it comes to that, right? So with learning piano, it's like, okay, you got to practice your scales, right? Same with trumpet. Or there were all these like lip exercises that I had to do when playing trumpet and also practicing my scales on trumpet. And it was very technical. And so it always felt like there was something that you could really improve upon, whereas songwriting, a little bit more subjective, obviously, and there's no one way to do it. It's a little bit harder to measure what makes a good song, right? And everyone has a different writing style. But what I think I learned was that there are tools and formulas in place and rules in place that make a hit song what a hit song is, right? And as someone who has never written a hit song or gotten a hit song published, who was I to dismiss that? And I think if you're thinking about hiring a coach or a mentor, whether that's me or someone else, just know that, yes, there are certain rules in place, there are certain structures in place, and you're welcome to break them. But in knowing what they are, that is going to be helpful 
regardless. If you do decide to break them right, you can be more intentional and thoughtful about how you do that. That would be thing number one. Three things I would have done differently, hire a songwriting coach. And as soon as I did, a whole world was opened up to me. And I will say, I think there's a distinct difference between having a teacher and a coach. There are overlaps, right? And what I do, sometimes I feel more like a teacher and sometimes I feel more like a coach, right? Teaching at someone and coaching someone. If you're teaching at someone, you're sort of providing your ideas of how you see the world, right? Rather than empowering someone to come up with their own conclusions, draw their own conclusions and find their own way. And so I think a good songwriting coach, and this is something that I've tried to do with my coaching, is someone who empowers their client or their student, right? And so if you are looking for a songwriting coach, if you are looking for a mentor, I would consider that in who you select. Are they simply giving you the answers or what they think are the answers? Or are they allowing you to find those answers? And are they putting you in the best possible position and encouraging you and supporting you to be able to do that. So a bit of a tangent there, but I think it's important, okay? So that's thing number one is I would have hired a songwriting coach. Okay, number two, I would have focused more on lyrics. You know, even when I look back to my most recent release with my band Dizzy Bats, you know, I love a lot of the lyrics that are in that album, but I feel like knowing what I know now, and this is just a few years removed, I think I just would have been more intentional. Maybe I would have done an extra draft of looking over those lyrics, right? Maybe I would have even started a couple songs with lyrics. I think I did for a couple of them, but maybe I would have done a couple more. And the reason is because there's this whole debate. I don't know how intense it is, but there's this whole debate on what's more important, melody or lyrics when it comes to songwriting. I tend to be more in the melody camp because I do think the way the melody can hit your brain is different than words can. So I tend to be more on the melody side of things, but I think that a good melody can be enhanced based on the words that you are choosing. You know, you can have a really good melody, but if the words are weird, it's going to be much harder to remember. I think there's such an important relationship between those two things. And I think in my early days of songwriting, when I first got started, I just put lyrics as a secondary thing rather than viewing lyrics and melody as one. And so that's definitely something I would have done a little bit more. And it's something I'm doing now, not only with my clients, with the mentor that I'm working with for my own songwriting as well. So I definitely would have focused more on lyrics, okay? So that's thing number two. In terms of three things I would have done differently, number one is I would have hired a songwriting coach. Number two is I would have focused more on lyrics. Okay, number three, I would have listened analytically to music more. Okay, now what do I mean by this? In college, I took a class that was called Music Analysis 201, I think, with Professor Thomas, who was one of my favorite professors. So if you're listening to this, Professor Thomas, thank you for a great class. What we did was we listened to mostly classical music, if I'm remembering correctly, a lot of Brahms, a lot of Mozart from different eras of classical music. And we would simultaneously look at the sheet music and we would analyze things like voice leading. We would analyze things like song structure or form, specifically in Mozart, I believe to be the king of form. And we would discuss it. And it was one of my favorite classes. And I don't know what happened. I don't know why I didn't think to myself, oh, this could work with pop music or rock music or just pop adjacent music. I don't know why I didn't think that. But when I listened to music, I never did so the same way I did in that class. Again, when I hired a songwriting mentor for the first time, 
that's when I started doing that. And it, again, just opened up a whole other world and it allowed me to learn and gather more tools for my own songwriting. And so I think it's, especially if maybe you're not in a financial position to hire a coach, hire a mentor, enroll in a songwriting course, this is a great way for self-education. Just learn from those who have already put music out there, artists that you like, artists that you're aspiring to sound like or whose sound you do like. I think this is a really great way. And I actually have another podcast episode about this topic, something like how to do a song analysis. I think that's what it is. So if you go through the catalog of this podcast, definitely look for that episode because that will be super helpful, right? And so I'll give just a little bit of what I do when I listen analytically, both by myself as well as with my clients. So I basically try to listen for a few key things, right? So the lyrics, right? What is happening lyrically section to section? What's happening melodically section to section? And what is the song structure, right? Obviously, production plays a part of this. You know, what production choices is the producer and songwriter making? Definitely that's part of it. But I first like to focus a little bit more on those three things, right? Melody, lyrics, and song structure. And so just going through, taking note of what you like, what you don't like, what you think is interesting, what you haven't done before, whatever it is, just making clear notes of it and writing it down, writing it down. And if you are part of a community of songwriters, encourage each other to get together and do this together. It makes it a lot more fun. We do this in my songwriter accelerator community with my students, and it is always a blast. It's always really fun to just discuss and break down tunes together. So that's number three. I would have listened analytically to music more. Okay, so to summarize, the three things I would have done differently when I first started getting serious about songwriting. Number one is I would have hired a songwriting coach. Number two is I would have focused more on lyrics. And number three is I would have listened analytically to music more. Hope this episode brought you some value. Thanks as always for being here. I will be back next week. And actually, I think when this is posted, I will be in Spain. So hello from the past into the future from Spain. I'll either be in Madrid or Barcelona. I'm doing a trip with my mom for a couple weeks, so it should be fun. So anyways, have a great one and happy writing. Thanks. Thanks.